You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, y'all. Happy 2022. We hope you enjoyed this surprise installment of Pottercast, which actually was recorded a few months ago, but contains a lot of interesting debate on what might happen in the next Fantastic Beasts movie. We will have more for you on that soon. We promise. Meanwhile, go check out this great new show on the Mischief Media Network. It's called Ted and Michael Read Sketches into Microphones. It is a delightful, hilarious comedy sketch show. If you need a break and a laugh, and let's be honest, right now who doesn't? This is the half hour you need in your life. Hey guys, I'm Michael Paul Smith. And I'm Ted O'Gorman. Ted, I have some ideas for slogans for our new sketch comedy podcast. Will you tell me what you think? Yeah, sure. Let's hear them. Okay, first one. Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones where the next laugh is right around the corner. That's okay. How about this one? Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones where friendship meets non-sexual chemistry meets social mores to a point. Too much of a thinker. Okay. Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones, your one-stop shop for listening to this exact show. Arrogant. But it's the truth. It's it's the only one-stop shop that we can offer. Still, is it comes off as arrogant on its face. Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones, where zero sketches contain Don Cheadle, although he's welcome anytime. When you say welcome anytime, that gives me hope that we will have him at yeah. some point. So as long as you're leaving that door open, I think that's the I'm one. just trying to deceive our listeners into thinking that at any time, Don Cheadle could walk into my living room and record Anytime us. we can lie to listeners to get them to re-up a subscription, I'm happy. Yeah. Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones. If this goes well, we'll soon be asking you to sign up for Blue Apron. I like that too, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that also gets us on Blue Apron's radar mm-hmm. early. I like Don Cheadle. Okay, so we have a winner. Ted and Michael read sketches into microphones where zero sketches contain Don Cheadle, although he's welcome anytime. Available everywhere you get your podcasts and at tedandmichael.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ted and Michael. You can find Ted and Michael on mischiefmedia.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Okay, on to Pottercast. All right, welcome to a special Pottercast. All right. And by special, I mean that it exists. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. I'm Melissa. Huh. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Frack. Or Frankie. What are we talking about? Why are we here? What, is, what magical forces have brought us back? Apparently. Shh, there's some secrets about. Have you heard? not heard about the secrets? The secrets I've of Dumbledore? Heard, sorry, I've heard whisperings I keep, I'm of I'm not secrets. even getting the joke because I have no idea why this is not called The Life and Lies of Albus Dumbledore. I have <laughs> nothing. Oh, I know, So I keep right? thinking that's what it's called. So when you were like, there are some secrets. I'm like, what are you, what are you even talking about? I didn't even get the pun. <laughs> mm. This is the life and life. Oh no, it's that other stupid name. Well, okay, that's the the Rita Skeeter title, right? Yes, it's the Rita Skeeter oh, title. Yeah, title. I guess it makes sense. It's fine. It's fine. It's not stupid. I just yeah. Ah, it's oh, so the life and lies in my head. Stupid. There's a lot of uh, show left to go. We still haven't talked about what the secrets are. Okay, so to say what we're actually doing. Yes. There is a title to the next Yay. Harry Potter movie. How fun! And we're going to talk about what it may mean. And stuff. So shall we go do that? Let's do it. Yes, we should.
So there is going to be a third movie after. And also it's happening in like four months, five months. <laughs> yeah, they like moved it up. Four months. They're moving it up to April. That's early. Like this coming April, it's right? It's very early. Yeah. It's like suspiciously early. Yeah. What would make them... I've never heard of a movie being moved that far up before. Like six months up? Well, it's been a kind of an unusual thing to have a, a movie postponed under the circumstances that it was That's postponed true. for. But Do you know what I got to say? My favorite... My favorite thing about this announcement, I don't know if you noticed the the wording on the press release, is it's written by Stephen Clovis based on a screenplay by J.K. Rowling. <laughs> not even, I was gonna not ask even about based that. on a story. They're not saying based on a story. They literally are saying she wrote a screenplay and we had someone rewrite it. That is official. That's, That's canon. That's weird. I hadn't noticed it's weird. that you said that. Yes, That's it was very of, strange. I, I, on that second, yeah, anyway, it's so weird and it makes a lot of sense because that second movie was a really, really the screenplay was like a novel, and it probably was more of the same. And they're like, no, no, no. Yeah. Sure, but imagine what combination of meetings got to. Okay, this is the official wording. You know, written by Stephen Clovis based on a screenplay. Have you ever seen a movie that was only based on somebody's screenplay, like in the official language before? No, because normally they get story by credits. Right. So that means there's is that like. Why this special credit? Why it's this weird, distinction? Right? It is weird. It's also, it's like an own. It's like a little bit of an own. It should have just been written by Stephen Clovis based on a story by J.K. Yeah. Rowling. But they're literally saying she wrote a screenplay and we are not using it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I weird. Mean, if you're in marketing, like what language does better? Being hyper specific about the involvement or just who would want to say based on a story and who would them not who would not want to say that a lot of times would she be saying don't call it that if it's not my story or but don't you think it's don't you think it's not the thing to do to say oh this other screenplay exists that's just not the movie yeah maybe it's going to be an entirely different movie like we know that there was rewrites but we never really went into just how in depth of a rewrite. I think this is the rewrite. Yeah, this will be what we see. It's just, it's quite a choice to be like, this is based on a screenplay that we opted not to use, that we actually had another writer take over for. I see a possibility, like, if I'm going to skew the scenario here, it might be a gradient between the two, but, like, is it something where she demanded something more prestigious than a story by credit or is it something like she refused to work with them after she wrote her screenplay and so now it's a like they Maybe. had to base it off just the screenplay because she was like no mind you guys deal with it like or is it, this, is it something like that or is that just i think you're onto something frankie i think it's like a matter of they had to credit her for the screenplay she yeah. wrote like contractually they had to credit her right but also what's on the screen is not what she wrote mm. so they couldn't yeah so they had to also do something else, and probably they just seems right. exercised some clause and insisted that Stephen Clovis wrote the actual thing, but they still had to give her that credit. Like it just it just seems like you would only be forced into that wording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It seems you're you're forced into that wording somehow, and I don't think because there is like a vindictive, there is something into it that this kind of like this is a venom in it, and I don't think it would unless it's something that is uh, or there was a weird contractual agreement they had like 
back into, you know what I mean? Logically, like, okay, well, this yeah. will fulfill it because we yeah. have to, because sure, like, yeah, I wonder, I don't know. I'm glad you brought that up because I was so curious about that myself. I was like, that's a weird credit, right? I didn't know specifically how it was like structured, how you, you said it. I noticed that it was weird. Hmm. It's strange. It, it tweaked me right away. Yeah. It makes me wonder what their relationship status is. Like how yeah. cordial this experience has been between Clovis and, and Rowling. If she didn't want him involved and he's there kind of against her wishes or in spite of her wishes. Yeah. Let's not forget he criticized her publicly. He did? Yeah. In an issue of Variety. I didn't. I forgot that. Yeah. I think if I knew that, I forgot. An issue of Variety he talked about. Well, I don't have it in front of me, but yeah. I'm looking it up. Oh, that's such a good point. Because I think this will inform... And we know she doesn't take well to that these days. <laughs> he <laughs> no. says that our diversity is our strength in these challenging times. It is more important than ever that transgender women and men and people who are non-binary feel safe and accepted for who they are. Mm. It seems very little to ask. Oh, that is not language she likes uh -uh. these days. Yeah. And so I wonder if that will inform... Is three the final or is we getting five? I think this is it. I think we're done. I mean, what if this does really well? Then we'll get another one. But again, what's the chances? I think that's Truly. why it's moved up. I think it's moved up so they can make a decision within the fiscal year if they're going to mm, make the next sense. ones. And so it'll be performance. So this is going to have some contriteness to it because Steve Close has it. So he knows how to structure a movie. It won't be this weird, bloated, drawn out, long beginning with a crammed fast forward ending that's confusing <laughs> and gives us emotional and yeah. whiplash. Yeah. yeah, And I think it'll be fun when we talk about stuff in a moment, like especially story beats from the previous film versus like, do they have one film to resolve this in or do they, do they have three more films to resolve this in? But that's the only thing I wanted to. I think that's a fun. Yeah, I mean, that's point. a big thing. You know, like imagine writing or filming Deathly Hollows without knowing whether or not there were going to be like two more movies to wrap everything up. That's going to leave either a ton of things that she started the thread on in the first movie left unexamined or um just yeah. whole characters I, I don't i don't know how you do that i wonder if they told her okay you have one more movie that's it boom and then she wrote this huge screenplay to get everything in the, and then when they're like no you can't do that she's like well that's it and whatever and then that's what like fine we'll adapt this into something we can use maybe but i don't know that it seems so yeah. like i feel like, like oh what if they i don't want to be so so i want to point out what it says on the wiki okay Wikipedia, yeah and this is a whole boy is this a conversation several years after the events of the crimes of grindelwald the story takes place partly in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and partly in Berlin, Germany, and leads up to the Wizarding World's involvement in World War II. Involvement. <laughs> the story everyone's been asking for. <laughs> yeah, that's what I couldn't wait to find out. Couldn't wait to find out why so many people died in that war if the Wizarding World was involved. Right. With Grindelwald's power rapidly growing, Albus Dumbledore, blah, 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 the rest. That involvement note, Y'all, I just can't see how we're avoiding a story where we have wizard Nazis. Oh, we're going to have the muggles, like, all, like... Oh, I think we already have the way. No, but I mean, like, real world. I know we have an analogy with oh. Queenie, but if the wizarding world is involved in World War II and isn't... You could be apparating people out of camps, right? Like, if, yeah. like, if their involvement was purely good, there's a either that <sighs> or some of them were involved 
I'm so scared yeah. of what they're going to do here. Yeah, it's like, why are we pulling at this thread? We're going to see dark wizards that aren't wearing scary masks. They're going to be wearing normal clothes, and that will be far scarier than any of the Death Eater costumes. No, I'm not talking about dark wizards. We, we've been doing that forever. In Harry Potter, the dark no, wizards... No, we're just talking about regular wizards no, doing bad I, things, right? I understand, but in the construct of Harry Potter, yeah. the Death Eaters were analogous to Nazis, right? Like We yeah. all understood that. Yeah. That's the world in which we operated. Yeah. If you make some of them actual historical Nazis, not Death Eaters <laughs> that are an allegory for it, but uh-huh. actual, yeah, you know? Okay. That's I, a different I think world. I understand. I think where I'm kind of making assumptions is that I can't imagine that the magical people in the story here will be somehow respecting Hitler as their leader. God, I hope not. So much as they'll make it out that the non-magical war is happening in the background here as almost a smokescreen for their war. Sure, but pull up the thread with me a little bit. Pull up the thread with me a little bit, okay? We have Queenie. We have Grindelwald standing in front of what was essentially an IMAX screen of what's (laughs) happening in the real world. Right. In the last one, right? He's like in the planetarium that's got the movie playing behind him. Sure. And you have Queenie who's battling and you see a lot of wizards that are not good, right? You have a lot of wizards that are like on Grindelwald's side. Yeah. But it's never been explicitly stated that they're in a world where World War II is happening, where they're part of those events. If you don't have wizards join up and help end that war, yeah. anything else, because they have the power to, right? They have the power yeah, to get people out yeah. of, Unless they have lots of power. He showed the yeah. mushroom if cloud. In a world where they could stop, exactly, in a world where they could stop those events from happening and they don't. Or we're going to see a big... Are we now, basically saying, has the band-aid been ripped off? Are yeah. people now, are we saying that some of the wizards were on the wrong side in the actual World War II? I think that's possible i think yeah but uh, i, I think it. that we're shown that there are people that make the wrong choices all the time but where you're thinking you're upset is that like there were good wizards that could have helped why weren't they helping essentially no no that's not no, no. that's not what i'm saying yeah. oh, that's not okay. what i'm saying what i'm saying is we have this fictional world where yeah. wizards supposedly were, were doing their own thing and were completely not involved. Mm-hmm. Because we've always had these questions of, if wizards are so powerful, why don't they end world hunger? If wizards are so powerful, yeah. why don't they blah, blah, blah? And Hagrid sort of says, like, we're best left alone. <laughs> and so we're yeah. we're left with this kind of amorphous way of saying, well, they maybe didn't realize how bad it was for the muggles or the way they would have gotten involved in genocides in various parts of the country they would have gotten involved in the holocaust they would have gotten involved in the pandemic of 1918 you imagine that they just kind of weren't aware if they were aware and didn't help is one thing and if they actually may have been part of those physical those actual events keeping Mm -hmm. them going like it is different to have a death eater that represents what nazis represent and to have a harry potter wizard character who is an actual nazi yeah that's a it's different right frankie i 100 percent like agree yeah. and i think it bumps me to on the narrative level as well for the same reason john because like it doesn't make sense because how i've always logicked it away sure we have muggle problems we have muggle disease we have muggle wars and the wizards have it escalates and so like they are busy taking care of the magic shit before they have mm-hmm. to worry with about the muggle shit And so, like, I've always Mm -hmm. just kind of played with that ambiguity, and that was my logic that I didn't have to walk into that fog and do the math. I could just, oh, yeah, 
that makes sense and just kind of let it fade on my periphery. Let me right. enjoy the story. I can maintain the illusion, especially in yeah. a world that it's so much fun because it straddles our world. Mm-hmm. That's what's really different about yeah, Harry I've Potter. I always liked that part about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what makes it different from other Harry yeah, me too. other fantasy genres and stuff. To have it go into that uncanny valley, and it's almost like how she was co-opting like the First Nations stuff as well, like just for her story. Yes. It's, it's a, plucking that same chord or doing the same verb. I don't know the right analogy there. And the same way it's hard for people who grew up with Harry Potter as an LGBT analogy. It's that, That's hard right now. Mm-hmm. I can imagine having the veil pierced yet again by seeing the Nazi insignia in a story that you love so yeah. dearly has got to not be a fun prospect. Yeah, that's I a just, very good point. Uh, can I go back again thinking about just how much different of a movie are we getting now with Clovis than we seemingly could have gotten and had Warner Brothers be like, oh, shit. Like, no, we're yeah. not making this. Are you crazy? Yeah. I mean, we are <laughs> making... We can like, put this out here. Well, we're all making some assumptions. It's I don't know, making like, a huge assumptions, yeah. but just yeah. given what we received, yeah. the fact that like we saw, you know, the mushroom cloud and people, you know, marching yes. and all of these things, it's like you are in that dangerous territory here where either you're going to like acknowledge it in a way that you can't possibly do it so perfectly that you're not upsetting large groups of people no matter what you do you either are making the wizards out to have somehow participated in all of that or could have and didn't were somehow ignorant to all of it and only found out after the fact and oh if only we had known we would have done something all of these things i wonder if this is why so many fantasy series don't do this probably yeah probably you know like you don't skirt and you can for a while you can for the seven books of harry potter you can make up whatever you want to make up about it but then when you really start to expand the world and start to really integrate it into like real world right you hit against okay well if wizards are so magical why xyz like and you can't really pull the thread too much if you're grindelwald and you have your magic you're not intimidated by any non-magical person do you operate and have yourself a conversation with Hitler with these folks? And like, do we need to have that moment? Does that? I mean, like, I don't know. To me, it's just like, why can't they just be Grindelwald's a threat? Fight the bad guy. Just, you know, <laughs> fight the bad guy. Make up stories around the bad or guy. Or what if they do something where it's Grindelwald who's influencing him, and like that's why he did so many awful things. And if it was, no, like, he was poisoned be. by dark magic, and now we're, now we've just excused Hitler. So like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like, exactly. <laughs> like, like we cannot do that. <laughs> we cannot do that. No, no, no. That, that should be the promo for the episode. Oh no, we just excused Hitler. That'd be. It'll get a lot of. Do you, oh no, they cannot. Can you? Yeah. Can you possibly imagine what would happen if she said to the Jewish community and the gay community, my creation is why what happened to your people happened? Yeah. Oh, my God. The backlash? Yeah, just a lot. And I know it's fiction. Like, it's all fiction. People get to say things in fiction. But it's it's treading that big, important moment of whole cultures, yeah. lives, and histories, and co-opting, and trying to... It would become her brand at that point, even more oh. so than people could already like say that it is. Let's just pray that that's not what's about to happen. Well, <laughs> I just can, pray. I mean, yeah, I don't think it will happen because we have Stephen Close, and I think right. he's more of a uh, he's more of a team player. And I yeah. think, yeah, like what you guys are saying about her, like maybe it I did think... go too far one direction, and they were like, "No, we can't do this." Yeah. And she maybe she's just not used to working collaboratively on a narrative because. 
being i wonder what the experience was for the play because that one is like what is her credit on that story by story by yeah because normally that's the credit it's not even like a story written by it's it's just Mm -hmm. a story by right and so like the fact that it is screenplay written by is the fact they put written by written in there mm-hmm. screenplay by based on a screenplay yeah, by. like yeah, yeah like it's great yeah it's just went went through the trouble to put it in that format is it's weird it's just it's yeah. notable so i don't want to be judgmental or anything too much so like it's just it's very notable it's notable mm-hmm. i listen you can, we can't we always say that we don't want to delve in this too much with everything we talk about but it's undivorceable from what yeah. we talk about yeah the people working on these films are arts people. All of them are yeah. arts people, and I have to imagine it's not the happiest. Well, I can. I don't want to prejudge it for something that it isn't yet. Obviously, if it right. comes out to be this way, there'll be all the time in the world, and we'll be one of many in the chorus talking about how ridiculous it is. But something tells me, like you would have to be making, like I said, making the the trolling like your brand. And saying, I'm just the kind of writer who's just going to go into all these sensitive topics and history and all these things and just take my crayons and go to town. But I can't imagine, like, she would get get into that. Like, after the Pottermore debacle with all of the American stories and every other time she's been accused of things over all of the years, not being sensitive to cultural things that she's appropriating, to finish all of these the cap on what's probably the last of the, the last of the new the sagas here to be like and here's what happened during nazi germany like i mean we're gonna get something no doubt we know that much but maybe we're not going all the way to 1945 like a lot of people originally thought these five movies were going to cover maybe maybe we don't get that far uh cool i don't know I don't know. What do we think the secrets of Dumbledore are, though? Well, we can talk about, the. I think the major one would be Credence. And I want to talk to you guys about Credence to have some questions. With Credence, his dad was locked away for a long time. And then I'm assuming, I think it's canon. Uh, I think it was like 18-something to whatever. <laughs> so specific. And he died in Azkaban, from what I recall. And so... He could not have fathered Credence, correct? Yes, no, maybe so. No, he could not have. Okay, that's well, that's my so takeaway. It sounds as well. like Ariana, not Ariana, Kendra Dumbledore would have had to have mm-hmm. fathered Credence with somebody else. Okay, mothered Credence with somebody else. Here's my next yeah. question. And now, how they say that uh, phoenixes come to Dumbledores, like that's kind of like a thing known to like the family, correct or no? Yes. Then I don't want to sound like sexist here but wouldn't that mean it would be on his father's side because if it's a, a name bearing thing yeah so that means it, credence couldn't be the one to draw the phoenix to him in the same manner as dumbledore because he has her blood well, not dumbledore's blood unless it's more of well, like that's a, the question this is why because we had this whole conversation about how could this possibly be because if kendra had credence with somebody else then neither of them are dumbledore's by birth mm. So why would he be a Dumbledore unless that's just, it was just, it was just named. It was just in name. So yeah, you're right. So say, so we're talking about Credence. So let's just call uh, his blood, Mr. Blood. Okay. Just, just as, <laughs> here we go. To give it a name. It's, all right. It's, so it's Credence 2006. Mr. Blood. Okay. Come, all right, no, I'm not going to do the whole thing. But no, you're totally right, Frankie. I hadn't thought about that. And that makes that really makes me... Well, I bring that up specifically, the Phoenix thing, because I noticed that because 
for me, I'm trying to be like objective as possible. I think the storytelling of the last film, they were using the Phoenix as kind of like a universal, like the universe of the movie was giving us like an objective, like, you know, when Captain America picked up the hammer, that's the, the world logic and lore informing us that Captain America has a good heart and he's worthy because that's how that magic hammer works. And so essentially have that Phoenix appearing to Credence at the end is the movie saying magically, yes, he's a Dumbledore. And so I was yes. just making sure like if I work backwards from that logic, I don't know if it would if the Phoenix legend was just in his family and his mother told him because she like it's her blood. Like I have no idea. So um, Fox, Fox, the Phoenix, right, appears to Dumbledore. Yeah. Okay, so there's two possibilities. <laughs> there's two possibilities. Yeah. One is that he just happened to attract a phoenix, and the other is that his it's his father. His father had a baby with somebody else. Which, okay, possible. It is possible, even like before he went to jail, that he impregnated somebody else. But not with not with his age, not with Credence's age. Why? He's so How old young. Is Credence? Oh, you're right. Wait, but Credence isn't younger than ariana dumbledore yeah he is he's older than ariana dumbledore no i mean ariana dumbledore wasn't isn't was like 11 when they had the big fight at the end which was near the end of grindelwald's like tenure right no that happened at dumbledore at kendra's funeral yeah which was at the uh oh kendra's funeral and then iliana died oh that's right ariana, ariana died with grindelwald there yes ariana they had a big fight at kendra's funeral and ariana died and that was the last time, and she was 14 at the time. So Dumbledore being a teacher means his mother's dead. Yes. Dumbledore's mother was dead since his sister was 14. I don't know how old that meant he was. It was right after he graduated Hogwarts. I thought his dad went to prison after Ariana got allegedly abused. And so he was You're in right. prison when he was really young. Do we know how long he was in prison? Did he die there? I think he died there because I think that ties into Aber, uh, his brother being mad at him like gallivanting around when he should be helping with his sister now that the mom has passed. Yeah, none of this makes any sense. And so that's why... Unless I, the dad got out of prison and nobody knew. Yeah, I think mm. it's going to be have to be something like that, which is it's like so ugh, stupid. But then at the same time, I don't understand why Dumbledore... It, ha it has to be. Because this is happening in the past... And so why wouldn't Rita Skeeter found this stuff? Like, why would Dumbledore hide his brother? It says Percival died in Azkaban around 1890. The only way he had another child is if that's a faked death and he was actually out there. That doesn't seem like good writing. That seems like retconning. It seems like a way <laughs> to get another story. It almost seems as like making Bellatrix have a baby for, with Voldemort just to, you know, make a production song. Oh, God. Oh, sorry. <laughs> is there a word for... Making somebody have a baby to make your story happen. Yeah, it's a sitcom. Mm. It's called season three. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's hilarious. There's got to be a word for it. It's similar to it's not this word, but like the same way that fridging means something. I feel oh, like there should be a yeah, word. Yeah, there should be that. For we're just going to make a character have a baby. Incubating. I like that, Frankie. Okay, so they incubated. Let's, let's workshop it. If, if, it's, if that let's is insensitive it, yeah. somehow, please let us know. We don't want to be dumb. Yeah, uh, TM. But yeah, they incubated a story by tweaking events and incubating. <laughs> so here's a here's the thing. Maybe there is the possibility that Dumbledore sent Fox to Credence intentionally from afar. 
Mm. Oh, interesting. So maybe they go from that angle where maybe Grindelwald, and they play it in a way that like Grindelwald has it wrong in the sense that he needs a Dumbledore blood for a spell or something. And then he only has his, the mother's blood. Mm. And so like actually no, and Dumbledore knows it somehow. And that's how he was protecting Credence until he can get closer to save him or something like that. That'd be kind of fun. Do you think they can wrap this all up in this movie? If they do what my brilliant theory that I just said, yes. No. Yes. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, I think it's I don't possible know. if they get rid of the idea of how big it was going to be, right? This is about where things were going as opposed mm. to here's how things fully end up. Then, okay. You know? Yeah. I did The one video I, um, I watched talked about how they have an expectation that it will be like all five movies. And they were thinking that they we're going to get a movie that is centralized in Ilvermorny. And that got me kind of hyped a little bit. Like, oh, that'd be so good to see um, an Ilvermorny. But apparently there is a character cast in this one on the IMDMB as the Ilvermorny charms teacher. Yeah, hey, fun. So, and, and she had a small cameo in the first movie, like in a portrait or something. Or in a book or something. She McGonagall? No, not McGonagall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Could have rip open that, that can. also worked at Ilbermorny for a while. <laughs> McGonagall's everywhere. <laughs> you go to bar- you Why go not? to Starbucks and... She's the Marty McFly of the series. Scottish witch to work here. Who do we got for this? You know, there's every possibility that this, again, incubating or whatever. Well, I guess it's not baby related, but... Then we find out that that's how she knew that Hermione could handle time turners because she had a lot of experience with time turners. She was a time turning, running around the whole timeline witch. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I would be fine with that if it's like, yeah, we thought this was a fun way to kind of like change the character or just kind of adapt the character. But like, if it's like, oh no, that was my plan all along. It, that's just like bur like. It's just like burrow, like my my face, my flame, my you know that one quote on Clue. The the, the flames at the side of my face. Clue. The flames, the flames. Like I still, I know this is me being like stubborn or even pedantic in a way, but like I still think the Nagini thing was a retcon because I don't think she would have wanted Neville to behead a woman. I just don't think she would have, like. Interesting. And I don't know that if that's snake me. snake had done a lot of awful things by then. Neville beheaded a woman? Neville beheaded Nagini. Oh, you mean the woman that was inside of Nagini. Got it, got it, got yeah, it. Yeah, maybe I'm just connecting the people too much. I think that was a retcon also. When they present the maledictus as the condition, as something that's bad, ha- like it just it victimizes her in a way that like she gets murdered by, I don't know, I don't like it. I've said that a lot, though, so I'll, I'll drop a little bit there. So what are we looking forward to about this movie? <laughs> uh, um, I just don't want, like, people, you know, like, we still are talking about Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm very excited to see how it all Angry plays Angry J.K. Rowling for a lot of different reasons, but we are, like, curious about what the ending of this is going to be. Yeah, I'm excited I'm for it. find a way to ethically consume I'm, uh, it. Yes, that's optimistic the, that that's the goal, Melissa. That they'll mm-hmm. have put together something something good here in the end somehow, I think. I think the canon obsessed of us will be annoyed at possible, you know, inconsistencies and hoops they have to jump through to, you know, make things, you know, make sense for the story of this particular saga. But yeah, I would I think- say don't expect them to jump through canon hoops to t- get their dramatic story. Right. They like, will I'm not- push those away for the drama. 
I'm not looking for That's it true. to just be so intricately woven into the tapestry that was the first seven books that there won't be any questions or any problems with the canon by the end of this. I'm, I'm sure that bridge uh, or a ship has, has sailed. Here's a question for you. Do you think we are hyper-focused on the streamlined canon partly due to like the cultural zeitgeist that is like the MCU and how like they're all strung yes. together and stitched and whatnot. Well, Cause we could be ha- We could be in that world. And yeah. So maybe but Marvel had decades of stories. Decades. To exactly. Fall back on. And it's not one creator. So you yeah. have lots of talented creators getting together to like, to create it all in synchronicity oh, no, as no, opposed yeah. to waiting on the whims of one. So it's Yeah, I'm talking about just the MCU. I know, yeah. but what I'm saying is seeing that all work so amazingly and yeah. them try cool new stuff. Every series is some it's got a different vibe and has a different thing they're trying to plumb and trying to do well and sometimes not well and it's okay. And like seeing like a big blockbuster like mess up a little and have fun and give you new stuff to think about. That's mm-hmm. not what we're getting out of Harry Potter Inc. It's no. just, here's what we think a blockbuster is, and we're going to stamp and print it the way it was in the 90s and the early 2000s, and that's not the way things are anymore, and they're not taking any creative risks, and that's, I believe, why they're failing. Yeah. Or they're just taking the wrong kinds of risks. Well, this is the formula that's worked for us all this time. Got yeah. the same writer. Right. <laughs> that's true. But she right. wants to you include know? the Nazis. What do we do? Do we let her talk about the Nazis, or do we bring <laughs> Clovis in here? I don't know. Let's just get Clovis just in case. Maybe we get Steve Clovis. Maybe we get our old pal Steve Clovis back. Right. He wants to bring Hermione into it, but we told him this was <laughs> years and years earlier than Hermione. But Rude. What's she going to do? He wants to bring Hermione into it too. Well, she had those time turners in book she three. Did, you never right? know what she got That's up to. Those... Sitting there turning it 640,000 times to get back to 1945. Yeah. I mean, some of those lines that they gave to Jacob probably would have been better coming from Hermione. Yeah. But we'll never know. <laughs> we'll, we'll never, never know. know. Okay. Well, tell us, tell us your thoughts and feelings and fears and excitements and how you're going to try and consume this if you are, how you're going to not consume this if you're not. Yeah. Staff at Pottercast.com or all of our socials are PotterCastPod at Instagram and PotterCast mm-hmm. on Twitter. If you take a compact mirror and watch it through the mirror, it's okay. It reverses everything. The movie's a basilisk? Yeah, basically. The movie's a basilisk. Okay. <laughs> Don't look directly at the movie. <laughs> Episode title, The Movie's a Basilisk. <laughs> all right, it's been a minute. Hello. Hi, ho, folks. What's happening in your time zone? I'm getting married in a few months, and that's pretty much oh every, that's everything. Oh, I know. It finally happened, y'all. It finally happened. I finally found a good man. How exciting. He found a good one. Making he's an honest woman out of me. He is great. He's a cutie patootie. He's, he's been in an episode of Pottercast before, hasn't he? Has he? I, th- I thought we had him on for something. He's maybe probably I made think he might have like popped in. Remember Bill? 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. We referred to him as Bill. Well, that is his I name, I think we still. did refer to him well, very his early Bill, on. Of course. His name is Will. And oh. I early, really, oh. really early on, I didn't want to say his name because reasons. reasons I wasn't trying to get him targeted on the internet by whatever. And so we were kind of a little bit more sneaky about it than we are today. That's okay. That's good. Frankie, you keep showing me your beautiful nail polish, but that's not translating to podcast. It's not at all. And it's not translating to the webcam. The webcam, look, it looks dank in there. Right here, it looks you like... you got to take a video. We'll figure it out. Take a video and show me. What else is ha- what's happening in y'all's lives? Oh, you know. What is it? It's, uh, September. Uh, almost Halloween. <laughs> you guys got costumes picked out. 
No, but I have a party. I'm we're going to have an Halloween fun. party, huh? No, not having it. We, we, we bought tickets to a party. Oh. I have a wedding that weekend, so. Oh. Not my wedding. A spooky wedding? wedding? I mean, me, no, I don't think so. It's a regular old Halloween non-spooky wedding. It's a wedding that was supposed to happen like five times, but it's COVID times. Oh, yeah. lovely. So. Yeah, then that's an inappropriate question for that context. <laughs> yeah, for that, yes. It's, it's, it is not bound to any one holiday, but that should be, yeah. We're doing, um, so every, we pick a day where our season officially, quote unquote, starts. Mm -hmm. So this year for Halloween season, it was September 12th. That's when we decorated. So now the house is decorated and we are watching. Besides this, we just decided together. Okay. And you know, it's arbitrary. I mean, we nobody decide. asked me. But it's fine. I mean, September if you 12th? want to come over and be part of the next part I'm about to I say, mean, it's then too close to you my can be birthday part of that week. conversation. It is too close you to your birthday. You can't step week. on my birthday week mm -mm. with your oh. other things. Your yours is Labor Day. Yeah. Always. Well, that's true. Mostly. Yeah. So we watch a lot of spooky content. Mm -hmm. Like once a week in the beginning and then like close to Halloween, we'll watch like every night a spooky something. So right now we're watching Midnight Mass, which is the same series that the, like last year it was The Haunting of Bly Manor. And the year before that, it was The House on Haunted Hill. I'm going to start it's The Netflix. Haunting of Bly Manor tonight. Oh, it's no, good, No, no, not the, the first it's season, not the second slow. season, the first season. The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, starting at tonight. Haunting of Hill House is my favorite of the three so far. Wow. My friend Emma just finished Midnight Mass like a day ago and she was telling she was she spoke very highly of it as well she said it was very interesting she hadn't seen it's anything very, like that before yes yeah. it's very different it's a whole different look because those the first two were very much like big old house spooky times we've all you know it's well done Wait, melissa how was it big old house spooky times big old house spooky times <laughs> Spooky times, and we all know that story, and that can be really enjoyable, done really well. This one, this Midnight Mass thing, is a whole different thing. Okay. It's very cool. I'm excited. It, it features cool. the guy that played Saracen in Friday Night Lights. I didn't like oh. Friday Night Lights, so I stopped watching it. Tell me why. Tell me why? Yeah. Friday Night Lights? Mm -hmm. They took uh, football too seriously, and so like every episode, I was just that irritated. definitely true. Uh, it was irritated at it, and so like I, I think I was like... I'm getting angry at these characters for the genre that it is. I think I should stop. And so I stopped. <laughs> and listen, I know that like, especially people of color have a real hard time with Friday Night Lights because it's it's not the best. It's not the best for it. Yeah. like. But my original watching of Friday Night Lights is, um, I don't know, they're just people trying to just like be better people. Oh, and it's just, I like that narrative. It's good. It's a good, I, I like it. I didn't it. like that they were trying to get the guy who was a bully picking on the nerds and like the gay kid to get play football. And like he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. He should be, he wouldn't be suspended from the game for one mistake. It's like, yes, he should. That's inappropriate behavior. Yeah, but coach is going to change his life, Frankie. All those people are bullies until coach gets at him. And when coach gets at him, coach can mm. still get at him. He doesn't have to play in the game. Coach can still get at that's him. Fair. Sorry. Well, I get very fair. pedantic. time for everybody. I don't know anything about any of these characters. I only watched like eight episodes as well, so like I probably didn't give it a fair chance. To yeah. Fall in love with the characters. yeah, there's a lot of them. What else are y'all consuming? I started these days? watching. Gemini started watching Why the Last Man, the new TV. The TV. Have you have you guys heard of the graphic novel series Why the Last Man? No. It oh, is actually. I just started watching a couple of those. The show or the the show, not yeah. Okay, yeah. Anything. We just started. There's five episodes out. The fifth one came out tonight. We started watching it a couple days ago, um, and the premise of the story. It's based on a graphic novel series where one day everyone with a Y chromosome dies, except for one guy and his monkey. 
and then it's about how the, the <laughs> what? As is tradition. Well, it's just this one young guy, and he has a he's a monkey, and I didn't know why he. I thought because I never read the. It was one of those graphic novels that my friends would tell me to read for like a decade or whenever it came out, and I just haven't got around to reading it yet. And so I know a very iconic cover of this guy standing and a monkey on his shoulder, and I just assumed like, oh, he survived, and then he's out and about in like the apocalypse, and oh, he sees a boy monkey, and they find each other. Cool. But no, he has the monkey before the apocalypse as his pet because he's a he's an aspiring in the, in the show he's an aspiring mu- uh, magician like a safe artist like a performer um, and so for some reason they both survive we don't know why the drama fallout of how the most so much of the cabinet was were men and how like to work that stuff out like planes fell from the sky power things aren't on like militias yeah. are forming it's like very a walking dead that I can watch because it's not zombies tearing people apart. It's just like high stakes drama. And, uh, and it's cool because they have the comic book did not have incorporate the storyline of like trans characters, but in the TV show they are, and they're being played by actual trans actors, which is great. Imagine that. I know it's lovely. And it's like addressing the story in a, I think, and like, and oh, that's a conversation I think I would like to have if you guys watch it, or if anybody listener has watched it. Like, I think so far they're handling it pretty well, making it part of the actual story in a thoughtful way. Anyway, I thought that was interesting and worthwhile, especially with the J.K. Rowling of it all. <laughs> the J.K. Rowling of it all, indeed. Cool. Why the last man? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's spooky. It's spooky. Yeah, it's spooky. It's stressful. Spooky one for the Halloween season. Oh, it's spooky. Okay, what's it on? What does it play on? Hulu. The internet somewhere. Hulu. It doesn't stream up here. I have to find it somewhere. Speaking of zombies, I don't know if y'all saw, but they put out an image of Joel and Ellie from the HBO adaptation of The Last of Us, and it's just their backs, but it's it's. mm, I like that. You know, you know who got cast, right? Yeah. Ooh. Bella Ramsey, aka the little lady of Mount of Bear oh, Island yes, from that's Game right. of Thrones, and, who's the... and uh, what's his name, the Mandalorian, oh. the Viper from Game of Thrones. She was also the this... worst witch on Netflix. If you guys watched it, Pedro Martinez. Yes, she's the worst that. witch, and she was also in Golden Compass uh-huh. or Subtle Knife. She was one of the kids on the island. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she was like a little bully, kind of like feral kids on the island. Her brother died. Yeah, and Angelica kind of the vicious one so i'm very i'm uh, i'm very excited wow yeah well, that's cool we haven't had an update on our other podcast in a while but we are going to be yeah up. we, we are going to be releasing more soon yes there's been just life events 2021 has proved to be much harder than 2020 in some regards so i know yeah. who'd have thunk it um, i did get the book finally came in on friday from the bookstore that i ordered um kids on brooms and so i'm going to read through that oh cool and i th- i'm thinking there's a way that we might even adapt our existing story into that mechanic versus cool but then kids at the same time brooms. that's taking away your fifth edition when we're the fifth edition so that made that that'll break down the pun a little bit and it makes me sad but i really like the mechanic i want to read on it more and i think it'll be a little more free-flowing and a little bit more like you guys have a little more agency uh, i think i need to read i need to read up but it, I think it'll be fun. Cool. That sounds fun to me. And we're still, if you're listening to this and you're a DM and you feel like DMing uh, me and John and Frankie on the Roll 9 and 3 quarters channel where we play some fun, it doesn't even have to be Harry Potter related. Honestly, send just send us an email. Yeah, just a little one shot you have. Like, it'd be really fun. <laughs> 
I just like D&D, and so it'd be fun to play. It's the email address is roll934pod at gmail.com. But in the meantime, go catch up on Roll 9 and 3 quarters because we were basically editing everything else we've got recorded and putting it all out as one. Not as one, but like all ready before the rest of them start to go out. And so that's going to resume soon. Mm. Ooh, exciting. I was going to say I've been watching the Marvel show What If. Oh, yes! What If. That's what it is. Wait, there's another Marvel show? God, there's so many. How do they do it? It's amazing, Melissa. It's amazing. What If it's called? Yeah. You you describe it, John, and then I will. Basically, if you watch the show Loki on Disney Plus, they. Did you watch Loki? I did. Melissa? Yes, I did. It was amazing. They get into talking about the multiverse and all of the things that are happening in different timelines, essentially, in these different worlds. What If is basically a cartoon show where each episode goes into, like, what would what would have happened? Or, like, what if Thor was an only child? How would things have went differently? And they, they change, like, one thing and then let the episode play out and uh, it's pretty cool it's most of the uh, original cool. actors voicing their their people their yeah, characters yeah the stuff with Black Panther has T'Challa and it's like oh it's so ref- it's so nice to hear his cool. voice yeah they must have had this we're working on this for a long time yeah like I, I'm glad that you tied it I would not have thought to tie it into Loki John I, w- I would have yeah. forgot to tie that in that I'm just familiar with the comic that it's based off of but that's, ah, such okay. a be- that's such a better way to explain it like it's about these what if storylines it's it's yeah. kind of like fanfic for the MCU it in is. a really really fun way like one is uh, the Doctor Strange one is magic-y and it's mm-hmm. like what if Doctor Strange lost his hands instead lost his heart instead of his hands and then it's it, and then it, so it talks about his, like him dealing with emotional trauma versus his physical trauma yeah it was really cool and I feel like it was made for people that like Pottercast, honestly, it's just yeah. a lot of theorizing about the canon of that world, those movies, that show, and it's so rich, there's so much there that they've come out with so many different sorts of episodes, just pulling at different things, and yeah, check it out. I don't know how many more episodes are left I think there's, at this point. I googled it, there's ten for the season. Ten, okay. Yeah, you'd like it, Melissa. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. It's really fun animation, I'm very impressed. Like, my animation nerdiness is like so pleased by this <laughs> yeah cool all right all right well, all right gang fun well let's do this more <laughs> yeah i say every time I say like yeah <laughs> that's our new closing hope whoever is here listening is doing well and staying safe and healthy yeah. in these oh. crazy times Go follow us on Pottercast on Twitter, Pottercast Pod on Instagram, and our Patreon. And Patreon. Our poor neglected Patreon, but we really do appreciate people who want to support because the only way we're going to be able to help get stuff edited is if we have that support. So we really yeah, appreciate we need that. Editors. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, until next time, keep twiddling those dials. The next password is Clark. Oh, Mr. Clark. <laughs> keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night. Good night. We've missed it. Probably free. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun.
good night. I saw you counting and then I started and it's, I missed I, it. I should know counting is always That's our okay. downfall. I don't know what I'm doing. All right. Good night. Good night.